It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're bringing you yet another episode that you may or may not want to listen to. Based on the numbers I've seen, it's been a whole lot of not wanting to listen to it. But we're still making episodes, so tough. That was only one number that I looked at, and I try not to look at them anymore because I I don't care. I'm just going to keep talking, and if you hear it, you hear it. Anyway, I'm here with Jeff. Howdy. And Tim. Hello. So, I think it's really interesting how the last week or two we've been really, really worried about who to sign for next season, especially with regards to backup goalies. We we wondered if the Bruins were going to call somebody up from Providence to make that big debut as uh, Tuka's backup, or if they were going to retain the services of one Yaroslav Halak. So we've been wondering that, along with other things, because we're really in the sign Krug already camp, and we realize that there are limited resources with the flat cap presumably being the way it goes. Indeed. It's too bad the flat cap can't be $84 million, but whatever. <sighs> Guess what happened last week, guys? Yaroslav Halak re-signed for one year at... million with an asterisk but yes this is great like getting him in cheaper for another year that's good we were all pretty scared about about trusting in in in, in Vladash you know we've been down that road before with I'm sorry Tim Spedberg yes Spedy yes so I was very happy to hear it and I was really happy that he signed for under what he is being paid this year because I think I floated that also as a possibility. I'm like, can you get him for 2.5? <laughs> he does have a bonus that he'll likely hit, which is, a, I think it's a million dollars if he starts 10 games. It so, is a um, uh, one, one and a quarter million if he hits 10. That's what it is. So... That actually is kind of a clever bit of work here. So basically, he's off the Sweeney's in a, in a certain way is, uh, and this is not my thinking. This was Dominic Tiana writing for the Scouting Post, has sort of offset the Bacchus retention by deferring some of deferring this essentially guaranteed salary. Okay. So like Halak, Halak definitely gets that one two five, gets it in a lump sum when he hits his ten games played too. Great for him. But because it's a performance bonus, the team can if the team is at the cap, up against the cap next year, that one two five could roll over to the following season. Now normally that's dangerous a dangerous game to play. But with some big money coming off the book the next year, between Rask and Krejci's deals to start with, ending. Plus some other movement along the edges there, you know, Corrales deal ending and then, but at the same time, Richie and, uh, and, and, and Kasha needing new contracts, what have you. But the assumption there is that there'll be room to absorb the bonus overage ne- the next season because of that, which is like, that's, that's, that's a good idea, but it's only possible because Halak turns 35 next week. And so it's a 35 plus contract because you can only have performance bonuses on 35 plus contracts and DLCs. Ah, Yes, because he's an old guy, so we can have performance bonuses. 
Woo-hoo! Exactly. So so it gives us some of the same luxuries that the game that uh, they've been playing with, with the Chara contracts, which have all been bonus laden too, right? Right. So when they get their walkers, they can get diamond studded walkers. <laughs> Only the best tennis balls for the feet. No, I think it's really great. Very excited about it. I think this makes us look pretty good going into next season. I mean, we haven't finished this season yet, or know if we'll finish this season yet, but I'm feeling good that they got this done. So that's great. What I thought was really wonderful was that Yarrow talked to the press. There was a 10 minutes of that that was released uh, via the Bruins website. And he spoke about how this was an easy decision for him. It's implied that he took less money, obviously, um, to re-sign, but we know that that in all reality is he will be paid more. But anyway, he he said that it was simple because he loves winning. He's hated losing since he was a kid, and he feels like this is a great place to win. He knows that the team is dedicated to winning. They've been winning a lot. He says it's a lot more fun every night to come out onto the ice when there's that possibility of winning. And he's been in a lot of area, a lot of teams that that was not the case. And he also said, as so many of the other Bruins players said, he loves the other players. They have a lot of fun together. So it, it, it made it easy for him. Well, and you've got to consider Halak's a player that's actually been treated pretty shitty by most of the organizations he's been part of. Oh, yeah. Like, after, you know, displacing Carey Price and putting the Habs on his back, getting them to the conference finals, he immediately gets traded for that Lars Eller. And then it looks like he's going to be the the starter in uh, in St. Louis, and he ends up spending years being part of a two- to three-man um, uh, circus in terms of um, uh, rotating goaltending with, uh, with, of course, mostly Brian Elliott, but also Jake Allen. Yeah, well, you know, it seems like it seems like St. Louis did that for a while. Oh, it was a long time. Like, his entire time in St. Louis was like that. Right. And and St. Louis did that after he was gone, too, because Jake Allen is just not good enough. Neither was Brian Elliott, but yeah. Yeah. Of course, now they got the goaltender whose name now may, may not be spoken. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Anyway, but then that same scene, so Halak gets, of course, at the end of this, just traded in, in part of that ridiculous trade that, you know, where St. Louis overpaid for Ryan Miller and Steve Ott. Halak was part of the cluster of stuff that went to Buffalo, where he did not play a single game. Oh, I bet he's so glad about that. When was traded to the Caps, going through all sorts of goaltenders was the thing with the Caps for a while there, too. You know, like Farlamov, and then Neuwirth, and then, you know, Holtby was around, and then they had Thomas Fokun for a while because reasons, and, and then Halak. And then, of course, his rights got traded to the Isles who in year three of his four-year contract demoted him to Bridgeport for a season. But then his last year, but then the last year of his contract had him, had him in with the Isles again. Like, Bruins may well actually be the first organization to treat Halak well. Yeah, I think they have. To an extent, it's kind of surprising with that that he would have stayed in North America. I think the Bruins organization treats their players really well. They do. Unless you're an asshole, you're, you're usually going to be totally fine here. But you can't keep everybody. I know that. I'm I'm glad he looks happy. He sounds happy. Don't you want to have a nice happy backup? It's significant that he stayed in Boston through the uh, shutdowns too. Oh yeah, that's right. He is in Boston. He said he was hiding from his kids in the basement. Yes, compared to like someone like you know Nordstrom went back to Sweden. I'm just like, why? I understand why you'd want to be back close to your family, but like, 
it just seems like that's not. I, I feel like the league's going to struggle, have more more problems with uh, repatriating players that went home, uh, at least uh, at least out of North America, than they expect. Yeah, I I feel like it's a bad idea for players to have left town. Uh, Tuca stayed in town, obviously. But yeah, it it seems like it would be really hard to get back and you'd have to self-quarantine for two weeks. So, And Sweden is also the place where they're just like, eh, just let everybody get it. <laughs> Everybody's going to get it. It's it's not really clear if it's working or not. Uh, <laughs> I think it's too Because their numbers aren't great, but they're not like calamitous either, which is weird. <laughs> you know, Sweden has that whole like universal healthcare thing and i think that places that have uni- universal healthcare have people who are just generally healthier anyway well like like canada's doing pretty good on its death rate for the most part except in uh, long term care homes are being showed as the very soft underbelly of of the canadian healthcare system <laughs> yeah uh... like extraordinarily soft like um well like 32 of 38 deaths in nova scotia are all in the same facility mm-hmm. so yeah I hate to say it in this terminology, but there is a lesson that we're learning here, and we're going to have to learn it before the next time something terrible happens. You can't say that because somebody's in a, a uh, in in a home like that that they are that that they're protected from everything. They aren't, obviously, because people come and go. So I feel really bad about people who you know elderly and uh, people who have a lot of conditions uh, who are dealing with this outbreak. But anyway, getting, getting back to uh, Nordstrom and Halak. Halak's here, so that's good. He says that uh, somebody asked him what goalies do to keep in shape. And he said, well, my son has been taking shots at me. We play a little hockey outside, so he takes shots, and that's what he's doing now. So, so his son's getting drunk. And he's stopping pucks. Well, I mean, you know, his son's a little bit young, so no, his 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 son his son's playing hockey with him, taking shots at him so that he can keep at, in his form. I guess I have no idea how old his son is, so but he must be young enough that he wants to hide from his children. So that's fine. I'm glad. I'm really happy. I'm glad he's here. Glad he's signed on for another year. I just love hearing players say how much they love being with the Bruins and how much they love their teammates. It's a really special group, guys. Everybody says it. Mm-hmm. Truly family-like. And um, I don't know. I've I've really liked Halak since he's been here. He's he's kind of a little quirky, too, being a goalie. But I don't know. I, I like him a lot. I do. I think that keeping him for another year is a good idea. And... I like the deal and I'm happy. Interestingly, what it also points out though, which could be, which is a, which um, hasn't started happening, but a lot of players maybe just hedging their bets on next season. Maybe we'll start seeing a lot of really short-term contracts for some of the bigger free agents. Maybe not the biggest, but like, just like, let's face it. If, if crew gets free agency, like um, Detroit still has the ability to back a dump truck up in front of them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> But like, I wonder if you'll see a lot of players just saying, "Like, you know what? I'll just take security, not not have to move during this shit. Sign another year where I am if they want me." <laughs> the cap being what it, it's going to be next year, it seems like a lot of teams will be looking to dispose of some salary somehow, or trying to sign whatever they can with what little they have. So players can't be too picky right now. 
Well, and uh, of course, um, what we're not really talking about today, the likely timing of the draft before any closure of the season makes that really hard. Right. So we've made the decision to talk about that next week when we have more information, just to let people know. There are some people who really like to talk about the draft. Well, next week, we're going to talk about that. Or in some way, we're going to talk about that. There's so much uncertainty. It's we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants every week trying to figure out what to talk about. So the Halak thing, super easy. Oh, yeah. I'm so grateful that they got that done. They got it done, got it done efficiently, and there's absolutely enough money to get everything else done. Yep. It's all coming together. But the question is, is it it better to uh, finish up a few of the other ones that are easier so you have an idea of how much space you have to work with with Krug, or do you get Krug done and make the other ones work around it? I would get Krug done and then make the others work around it. That would be my preference as well. Um, partly because if you get Krug done, you can have a serious discussion about whether you re-sign Grizz or whether you trade him. Right. I would prefer not to, but like my point is, is like those are not unrelated. You know, the Grizz Krug thing are not unrelated decisions, right? So. <laughs> right. Quite frankly, Krug has a bigger impact. Yes. Sooner rather than later, you're going to lose the Chara. They don't have the same skill set. I get that, but they both are left side defensemen. And those are hard to come by. So if you've got a good left side defenseman who's really working out for you, who produces points, who's on your power play and quarterback is your power play. (laughs) Well, look, (laughs) look, I am saying all sorts of nice things right now, Jeff. But I mean, it's true that he is the power play. Like we saw how bad the zone entries were without him. At times, like they were the like they were the powerless play without him. My point is, when you've got all of that, it's stupid to just say, "Eh, I'm gonna let you go." You know, so it's like sign Krug. He is the most important piece, and you should have signed him earlier. You should have signed him earlier, but you didn't. Just sign him now, please. Don't make this another thing where it's like I'm begging you to sign some guy, and then you're like. Um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then he either walks away or gets disenfranchised and wants to be traded or something. I mean, you can't obviously trade Krug. Just sign the guy. Sign him. That's your point. Yeah, I agree. Also, I mean, I, another part of me that wants to resign him beyond all of that is like, it's a pride thing. They signed him as a undrafted free agent and they like groomed him along. And he's turned into this really good player. Like, I kind of, I just want to keep that. There's a lot of, for me anyway, pride in seeing a team do that. Like, they they signed him when he didn't go drafted. And then they just helped turn him into this player that he is. Yeah, I just, I think you've got a guy who means so much to your team. No matter where he came from. When he means so much to your team and their success, just sign him. Just, you worry about the other stuff after. I'm... I'm not personally worried about Jake DeBrusque resigning. He's an RFA, and he basically, we've seen how Don Sweeney deals with that. Well, and, and the media is all very much consolidating around he'll be easy contract now, too. And way cheaper than he would have been if he signed at the beginning of the season. <laughs> well, I just look at it this way. How did he deal with McAvoy and, and Carlo? How did he deal with Pasta? He waited them out. 
Well, I think the point is DeBrusque has basically no leverage. has even less leverage than they did net right now because his play hasn't been good enough for him to have to try to flex like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd agree. Look, this is what I've been saying all along. <laughs> well, know? it's like my point is like, but McAvoy and Carlo had tons of, uh, of leverage, way more than DeBrusque does. DeBrusque's easy. Yes, I, I know. I know. I'm just saying that I've been saying this all along. And also, you know what I really love? What I really love about Carlo is, okay, he signed that new deal and it's only a couple of years. I get it. But he still plays like, not that he's looking for another contract, but he's like honoring that contract. He's just getting better and better over time. I just love that kid's work ethic. You know, I know there are people out there who don't like him. I don't care. I love Carlo. My kind of guy. And, you know, Charlie McAvoy, if he had started scoring sooner, and I think that that was a mental thing, honestly, because how many shots did we see that should have gone in? If he if he had started scoring sooner, we'd, we'd all be a lot more, like, effusive in our praise of him. But he's becoming the, you know, he's the top defenseman, so it's okay. You know, the scoring will come even better later on. It's it's been a hard year in some respects for him, but it's been fine. And even so, he has five goals. He ended up being fine because he got a bunch in a short period of time there. And yeah, he was sneak bitten though for most of the year. That's just too bad. It's fine. So so basically, you know, it's like, can we just admit that Boston is primarily a defensive team anyway? Their defensemen are very important to their game, whether it's pure defensive stuff or it's uh moving the puck so they so the uh the offense can score for the forwards to score so basically just sign krug already the other stuff it'll get worked out yeah historically boston's been like that i mean look at some of their best players of all time Mm -hmm. defensemen are pretty important here just keep him and you know what? It's one of those things where it's like I started watching, obviously, like a lot of people did, when Claude was the coach. And their defense was, well, a lot more defensive-minded, to to be honest. You know, I, I liked that. But I also like this like whole thing where the, the defense steps up into the play a little bit more while still being really great at defending. I love that. That's good. Just get it done, Donnie. Get it done. All right. Anything else to say on that? I think we've we've talked about that. Okay. So we thought it might be fun, a fun little exercise to to uh who can be captain of the Bruins game. Now we haven't done a lot of the fourth thoughts. We came up came up with this shortly before um uh, starting the show. So this will be fun and no one knows what's coming next. <laughs> I think we have to set some parameters right now, okay? The parameters are are to take the ifs and what uh you know what about and ifs out of the situation so we have to pretend right now that the bruins team that we have now is the bruins team going forward forever just to make this fair because you know you'll be like well somebody will say one player and they'll be like uh, the other person will be like well that person's not going to be around next year or something don't care about that i just want this is a fun thought experiment about who can be captain Okay, and what's our timeline, our time point for this? We're we just saying after Chara, or are we going to say after Bergeron? Okay, after Bergeron. Okay, yeah. So move the two obvious ones right off the top here. Right, because the whole the whole conversation came about from like the 
I uh, we were talking about teams that don't name captains for whatever reason. And my opinion is, is that you should just name a captain. Like, okay, so you trade your captain or the captain goes down in, in one season and you can't replace the captaincy then. Okay, that's fine. The next season, you got to replace the captain, you know? So it's like, you know, you've got to give somebody the C. I just think that you do. Even if it's just for a year, who gives a shit? Make somebody's day, make or make their, their year, give them the captaincy. I'm not just saying give it to some random dude. I'm just saying find a candidate, make them captain. This 3A shit, like, come on, Vegas, just make a fucking decision already, right? And and Toronto, why did you wait so long? I don't get it. And it, it came from talking about the Detroit Red Wings because they haven't had a captain since Zetterberg went down. And he is long-term injured, retired. So basically, they don't have a captain right now. They have a bunch of A's, but not too many A's now because they basically traded everybody except for Dylan Larkin. So Dylan Larkin is an obvious like candidate for being the captain, but they're not going to give it to him until maybe Zetterberg is completely off the books. I don't know. We don't get it. So this is that was what sprang forth this conversation. What would happen after Zdeno Chara gives up the captaincy in some way. I'm not going to say retired, but obviously we can't talk about uh, Chara and we can't talk about Bergeron because Bergeron would obviously be the next captain, right? Even if it's for two weeks, he would be the captain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It will be longer than that, but you know what I'm saying? So we're going to examine everybody else. Um, Oh, I guess we, can we just throw goalies in there just for fun? We know they can't be captains, but... Well, well here's the thing. Goalies can be captains. They just can't wear the letter. Luongo was Luongo was the cap, was captain of the Canucks before Henrik Sedin was. Right. I thought he wasn't allowed to be captain, though, at all. Um, he was captain... Yeah, I think they might have changed it subsequently, yeah, or something like that, I guess. But, like, part of the thing is he couldn't wear the letter. All right. We're just going to say we're going to take away that rule right now just because it's fun. This is a fun thing. We're talking about this. All right, guys. So we're going to go line by line right now. Ready? And I'm going to go. Okay. Let's talk about that top line. Captain Brad. I mean, this is this is the <laughs> he's the hero we uh, but we, we, we both want and deserve. captain chaos oh my god i would love it he has chirped people into retirement he has ducked out of things and made people hit themselves Uh, (laughs) everything about him says not captain material but oh my god i would love to see everybody's head explode with captain brad well and the team has history with this right i mean like Terry O'Reilly. Terry O'Reilly, exactly. Yeah, like, that's not a, that's not, he's not the type of player you make a captain, but he was a fucking captain for a long time for a reason. <laughs> that was that would be like naming Sean Thornton a captain. I mean, really, really, that's what it would have been like. More or less, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, you're right. It's just like the, the Bruins have a history of doing unlikely captaincies. I guess we'll say. Um. Tim, what do you think about Captain Brad? I mean, it would be pretty hilarious. And honestly, I think it has a decent chance of, like, happening, I think. Just because 
in certain situations, they've given Brad the A when they've needed another person to wear an A. So I think there would be a chance that, hey, yeah, this is actually something. He's good enough where he's like an elite player and stuff like that, where you could be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then the entire NHL would just melt down and be all pissed. I think there's a good chance that they would just strip the whole captaincy program <laughs> out of the NHL <laughs> if Captain Brad were a thing. Oh, and I'm sure you'd get tons of think pieces like, oh, players that play like this shouldn't be captains. Meanwhile, they'd be like, but there should be someone like Shane Doan. Wait a minute, hold the fucking phone there. Because <laughs> you know there's going to be people, be some piece like that. Because like, hockey media loves themselves from Shane Doan, even though he's, you know, he's a fucking dirty player. All right, so we have Patrice's out of this, so we have to go over to... Captain Pasta. (laughs) The good thing about Pasta is this. I think he does believe in fairness. Okay. Which I'm not sure that's necessarily what you want in a captain. But uh, he believes in fairness because when he did that commercial with uh, Kendall Coyne, he made sure that their salaries were the same. Okay. So he took a pay cut so they could have the same salaries. What? company should have done was paid her more but hey he took the pay cut so good for him so i i think that he believes in in fairness in in that respect on the other hand i think he's goofy he is so goofy goofy as fuck and i don't i don't know if that's captain material (laughs) yeah i I just don't think i don't think being a captain is uh, he has it in him i don't even really think he should probably ever wear the a although i suspect he would eventually regardless hey he was he captained the fuck out of that team during the All-Star game. He said that C was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk to me. I'm the captain. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. He was like, the, the, the ref was tripping him. Like, with the way you're playing, maybe you shouldn't talk to me. And then he was like, no, I for today, I, you can't, you have to. I am the captain now. <laughs> I still love what Tuka Rask has said to describe him. He's like, what was it? He's a walking cartoon or something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like SpongeBob. He is. He is like the most SpongeBob player out there. I I think it's great. And he a hundred percent gets it from his mom because we saw her dancing around the locker room with his helmet on during the mom's trips. So he definitely gets it from her. I'm pretty sure she was pretty drunk. <laughs> That's fine. She was hilarious. Well, I I watched the thing about Pasta's goals this season, which was not as fun as you would think it would be because it's I miss hockey. But he's like, oh yeah, my mom she threw the hat they gave her when I got my hat trick. So yeah, probably she didn't she didn't care. She's like throwing the hat for my son's hat trick. Yes, on the mom's trip. So that was good. All right, let's go to the second line. Whoever the second line winger is, should we say Richie at this point? Should we? I don't know. You think it's going to be Richie or DeBrusque? Let's just pick one and go with it. Let's do DeBrusque for right now, even though he was on the third line. And actually, I think the last person who played left wing on the second line was Corelli. But okay, let's go go DeBrusque. No, 
I, I, I'm having a hard time picturing Captain DeBrusque. I can't see it. Not at all. Some people might, he might get an A at some point, but I don't, I don't really see Captain DeBrusque. There's something about him that doesn't seem like he takes things very seriously. And I think you have to have a little bit of seriousness. You, you gotta have, you, you kind of gotta be a hard worker there, you know, just willing to grind. You gotta be able to do the grind. You gotta be an example, right? And I don't get that with DeBrusque. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I don't see Captain DeBrusque. But I could see an A, and the only reason why I could see an A is not necessarily for what Jeff just said, but he does have a lot of um, pride in the team. And I think that he's very proud to play for the Bruins and things of that nature. So I think that that's one reason why he could get an A at some point. But that alone isn't going to get you a C. And he's still young. He could develop more into the the hockey player we, we all want him to be. But I don't personally see Captain DeBrusque. Krejci! Captain Krejci! I, f- I have a hard time with this. I'm not saying that he's not a leader. I'm just saying that he is so hard to figure there's out. Leaders and then there's leaders and then there's captains. Right. I think that's a very good distinction. I think he's a leader, but I don't think he's a captain. I'd agree with that. A little too stoic. <laughs> I think the A is perfect for him, to be honest, in that regards. Well, you know, that's really funny is that off the ice, he can be really funny. Yeah. But on the ice, he's just like, he's hard to figure out, you know? Well, it's because he's experiencing time at a different pace than the rest of us. That must be it. Uh, he is the Matrix, so... <laughs> no. Okay, so we don't very, know very much about Kasha. We just don't. No, no. Mulligan. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we can we can skip over that. Maybe. Well, I'll do the same with Nick Ritchie. We'll, we'll just yep. not bother right now. Okay. All right. So that would be our third line left wing, I guess. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna Mulligan that. We don't know enough about them. We can make guesses, but I don't know. Nick Ritchie is definitely not his brother. Yes, it's true. I mean, like, his his brother's, like, a turnip, so. <laughs> there we go. Well, I mean, he's built kind of like a rutabaga, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so Charlie Coyle. Charlie. This is one I see possibly, like, happening legitimately. Yeah, um, he's a dark horse in the real timeline. <laughs> yeah, like, this is... Like, he's from the area. He's uh, respected in the locker room. I feel like he is a leader in the locker room already. He works hard, obviously. Like, good luck. If, when Charlie Coyle has possession of the puck, I mean, good luck trying to get it from him. It's, I think this has, like, there's a very real possibility for Captain Coyle. And there is the fact that the team's committed to him for quite a long time. In fact, at present, Longer than anyone else. True. First of all, I'm shocked. Shocked to hear he's from the area. <laughs> um, but seriously. Yeah, where the fuck's this Charlie Coyle guy from? Yeah, I don't know where Charlie's <laughs> from. Um, okay, first of all, I I like to see what players do after they get their contract. After they get their next contract, right? We saw how Riley Smith was. He'd play great. Then he'd get the contract and then he'd be... Uh, 
whereas we've seen like Brad signs an amazing deal and then just like, by the way, I'm th- I am this much better than this deal. Right, <laughs> right. I think it says something a, a lot about your character when you when you're like that. And it, Charlie Coyle got better after he signed that deal. You know, he, he was he having was, a yeah, bit of a rough year. He wasn't awesome to start the season and then nope. got the deal. But he was great in the playoffs last year. You know, yes. so it was like it's one of those things where it's like he arises to the occasion and he got better after that deal. And I think he has true leadership and I think he has captain appeal appeal. Let's say it. He's got captain appeal. He's he's like he's like Superman on this team. He can almost do no wrong. Yeah. And I, I think part of that, too, the captain appeal is just he's good in the community he kind of gives back and I think that's a big part of it too. He, he represents a great image for the team itself. Yep. And uh, also Jason Zucker said that uh, he's the uh, player that he'd want to be quarantined with. Aww. They got a bromance. I like bromances. It's fine. Okay. So are we saying Anders Bjork? Uh, no. 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 I don't know a lot about Anders Bjork. I know that a lot of guys like to tease him mercilessly because it sounds like he's one of those guys who once he opens his mouth, he never shuts it. But I don't see a captaincy there. No. No. Let's just want the three Swedes together. <laughs> Wait a minute. What three Swedes? We've got Nordstrom, Nordstrom Lindholm, Lindholm. Lead. Oh, Bleed. I forgot about Bleed. Oh, my God. We didn't even hey, talk about Coolman. Har Lindholm captain sounds great to me. Oh, my God. It's you're, You just said vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. <laughs> three Swedes are all just no. No. <laughs> I look at Nordstrom as being like that fourth line mercenary. He's going to be in a lot of places. He's already won a cup, too, so that's fine. Well, actually, I guess he's only ends up being one more place, and then he's back in Sweden, probably. But yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I don't see him sticking around anywhere long enough to, to do that. I mean, not that you have to. I mean, the bare minimum, I said, was two weeks. But I, I just don't see it in him. Not that he doesn't work hard or whatever. I just don't see leadership in him and certainly not captaincy. Lindholm... He does a fine job doing what he does, but Lindholm is. Yeah, he's it's very uh, zen. He's far from Lindholm. And then he could and, be captain. Anton Bleed, um, he did a good job of picking up groceries with Jeremy Lausanne because they're roommates. But I don't really know anything about him, so I'm gonna say no on the captaincy there. Whew. Yeah. Okay, Corelli. Yeah, Captain Corrali. I think he's definitely got leadership ability. He was a captain at Miami. He was. He was, like his father before him, a captain. And he was the assistant captain or alternate captain for many years before that. So I've seen him wear the A in preseason. I think that he has leadership ability. I think he could be a captain. I'm going for it. Captain Corrali. It's all there, you know, but however, I, the only thing I'll say is if you have a Captain Corelli, that version timeline of the Bruins has been blown up completely, and he's the last man standing, well, uh, um, Ottawa style, uh, Ottawa and Peugeot style, but, uh... <laughs> well, fine, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm saying he's Captain Material, but, like, 
he's a ways down the pecking order. He's just above the he's just above the water line. Of course he <laughs> is. We we've been going line by line. Or we're just talking about who has the ability, right? It's okay. He has the captain ability. Damn he it. has the ability. He does. That's 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 he has the ability. He is never going to be a captain of the Bruins. We know that. But come on, Captain Crowley could happen something sometime somewhere in an alternate reality. There we go. So we've already gone over the center prospects, right? Because we've talked about Lindholm and. Well, I think the only right. forward left is uh, Wagner. Well, we didn't talk about Kuhlman, and I don't know if we should. He's not currently on the roster. True. Okay, so so Wagner, huh? Doesn't Wagner just seem to be kind of like, yeah, I get stuff done kind of thing. And yeah, I'm going to go work at my second job over at Harpoon. And, you know, everything's going to be fine. Well, I, that's I, just, he's, he's... I think he's a little... I mean, not to say he doesn't drive some plays. Like, we've seen him do stuff. But I don't, I don't see leadership there. I don't see captaincy. Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily see leader. Like, I think he's definitely a grinded out type of player and stuff like that. He's kind of like, but he seems more of a, for lack of a better term, uh, punch your card, do your work, and get out kind of guy. Yeah. Rather than kind of leading an entire group. Right. Of Right. He's a fun guy to have around. There we go. Yeah. All right. Let's go to that defense. Charis out. McAvoy. Again, I think this is very high on the very real possibility with the other Charlie. Captain McAvoy. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty high high odds. Not not the highest, but high odds. We're definitely definitely capable. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. I I don't I think he's one of those, like, I think he has kind of that, he has kind of the look of a captain, he's a good player, and things like that. I just, I don't know, I don't know that um, Top he will Top-line defensemen make like, a good kind of, make a, a good, a special kind of good captain, too, for some reason. Yep. It's just sort of a, by the nature of the, of the position, perhaps. <laughs> I think he needs to wear the A under Ch- Captain Carly Coyle for a while. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, Captain. Number two! <laughs> I almost I mean, called Captain Crunch. Charlie Coyle, Captain Crunch. I don't know why. That's kind of funny. But McAvoy is 22, and what's Coyle, like 28? So, yeah, I mean, that would kind of make sense that you would have Coyle first and then let McAvoy ease into it. All right. Ready? This one's your favorite. I know this. Captain Krug. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That's up there with Captain Brad in terms of likely and desirable. (laughs) What if they could be co-captains? Oh my god, that'd be fucking That never really works, though. (laughs) I I know. It's just a dream. It's a dream. Girl can dream. Put them on top of one another and you basically have another Chara. <laughs> One's the bottom half of the sea, the other's the top half of the sea. <laughs> Ultra mega short guys. Um yeah, no, I, I can see a, a Captain Krug. Will he be able to truck Robert Thomas again as a captain? I don't know. Would he get away with it? 
Well, I mean, now that changed the rules, there'd be a penalty on him for the no helmet thing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, why don't we focus on that NHL? Not about how he lost the helmet, but you know, how he was helmetless. Okay. Yep. I can see Captain Krug <laughs> joining forces with Captain Martian, Captain Brad, Captain Krug. Captain Krug sounds like a, like a pirate name too. Yeah. Arr, matey. Captain Krug. Whereas Captain Brad sounds like he like um captains like a party boat. <laughs> yes! Because it would be a party boat, dude. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you show up at the party boat, he's definitely the guy wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, <laughs> probably lives on the boat, yeah. <laughs> Alright, ready? Okay. Captain Carlo. Carlo feels like the quintessential alternate captain to me. Yes, I would agree. He does. Very Krejci-esque in that regard. I think he has leadership potential. I think he has a sense of humor about things. But he also works really hard. And he expects everybody else to work really hard. But there's nothing that seems to scream captain about him at all. Other than him being really tall. So if you want captains that are tall. Like, really? If your requirement is like like Chara. Like, Chara is like huge. And you have to have the next captain be huge. It would be Brent Carlo. It would. But that's not the requirement. So we're not going to go with that. It's okay. I'm not fighting for Captain Carlo because I don't think it's a thing. Alternate Captain Carlo could be a thing. What was that? I actually see Carlo being an alternate captain at some point. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I see that. That's fine. And he's also still very young, too. He might mature into something else that we didn't see coming. But, you know, at this point, I would say alternate captain. That's fine. All right. So, Grizzlick. Matt Grizzlick. Captain Grizzlick? Alternate Captain Grizzlick? You know, I actually kind of could see it. As Captain Grizzlick? Or alternate Captain Grizzlick? I mean... I can see an alternate Captain Grizzlick. I'm not sure I can see Captain Grizzlick. Maybe. But I, I, I'm having a hard time seeing it. Wasn't wasn't he captain the last the last year at BU or do I have that mistaken? No, I believe he was captain. I'm just saying, like of all of the captain, all of the people who could be captain who were around his age range, I see him a little less likely. I'll give you that. I I, I well, I'd see him above Corelli and Wagner, but below the Charlies. That's exactly where I would see. With him. people like Carlo are in a different silo because we just we, <laughs> entirely. No, no, that's exactly where I see him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It doesn't really excite me. I know some people would be really excited about that. It doesn't really excite me. I Honestly, I'm a little more excited about a Captain Coil than I am a Captain Grizzlick. And it's not because I love uh, you know Charlie Coil or anything. It's just I just see it more in him. That's all. Yeah. All right. Captain Cliffy. <laughs> That's voting for no, 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 no. We're going to leave the captaincy vacant. Get the captaincy vacant, not so people could audition, but so that there's just chaos because that's what Clifton, Cliffy Hockey is. Yeah, I don't see captain there or alternate captain. I see Cliffy. Hey, Cliffy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know a lot of people love Cliffy, but like, no. You can love Cliffy it's... without him being a pre a captain. That's true too. I've, I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe in another timeline, but like maybe on Earth Two or something. But yeah. like not here. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I think that 
I, I want to get rid of this misconception here. Yeah, the whole idea is that we're not saying, hey, we don't like these players or we're not trying to disrespect them. We're just trying to see like, in some cases like Brad, it's hilarious to think of him as captain. Brad or Pasta, it's hilarious to think of them as captain. And other people are just really, they just seem like they could just slide into the role, no problem. And then other people, we just don't see that from them. And it's okay because they're totally fine being the, the, the players that they are with, with their roles as they are. That's fine. You know, so I don't want anybody saying, oh, you hate Jake DeBrus. No, I don't hate Jake DeBrus. I just don't see that level of maturity that you need. Or it's not completely hilarious to me like it is other players. So, so yes, thank you, Tim, for bringing up that point. Yeah, you can love Cliffy for being Cliffy, but if you're thinking, honestly, he could be a captain at this point in time, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, no. Captain John Moore. No. No. But maybe, shoot, he did play like the playoffs with a broken shoulder. We, I mean, I know I mean, that... he didn't play much of the playoffs. It was mostly Clifton, but uh, like, I just know, just, 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 just John Les, John, please, dear God, no more. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Captain Lozon. Insufficient data. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I believe. I believe he at least wore an A in juniors. So I mean, there is that. Not that it necessarily means anything, but it could. Didn't he play for the Mooseheads? No, he played for um, uh, Ruben Naranda. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I got to see him a few times, but at least they came here for the playoffs. Because in one year, which is just, that's impractical. But anyway. You, you talked about him a lot, so I wasn't sure. I got to see him a few times. Okay. Because he was like your boy, and I was like... I, I well, because he impressed every time, unlike, you know... Uh, unlike reaching to the unlike life is like a box of chocolates, Jakob Zaboral. <laughs> true. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, hey, I have seen Zaboral play. I, I get it. <laughs> like, there, there's something there. It's just I don't know what sets it off or not. <laughs> I know. And I was actually wrong. Lozon was the captain for Ruin Noranda his last year there. Okay. And. He he wore an A his first year in Providence. Ah, I see. I'm willing to go with. I haven't seen a lot. I he has impressed me with how well he's come up and played, and basically taken John Moore out of any uh, any real lineup. Really, I mean, also John Moore's poor play too, but still. So maybe not enough information. How about Kevin Miller? Captain um, Kevin Miller. I was going to say the um uh, the ghost of Kevin of Kevin Miller played by Lon Chaney sitting on the soldier soldiers uh, shoulders of Lon Chaney Jr. because he's dead, you see. <laughs> anyway, he did. He did. We've been saying that for months. He did. Yeah, Zombie Miller unfortunately isn't coming back. All right, so we're left with a couple of goaltenders. Am I right? We are. Captain Tuca. <laughs> God, it'd be so bad. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> yes. 
It'd be so bad. If be, he could just, be the captain historically so. with the same vigor that he was waving his skate blade, like, no, my skate blade came off. You need to call it, pe- you need to call it time out or you need to call it. Like, if he could just be like that, waving the skate blade around. I feel like his alternate captains be like, oh, oh, shit, quick, someone get him a juice box. He's, he's, he's cranky again. <laughs> Honestly, I want to see a captain run practice where it's run by two carats. Well, who's saying that it wasn't run by him when they were down uh, in Washington and he was, like, breaking his stick over the uh, net? I can't believe that it's people true. were really upset. They're like, he's destroying his own equipment on things that aren't his. And like, nothing is his. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. That's the one that ended in a, in a fake scrum. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So whatever. People are going to be complaining about something. So I would I would love to see it. I, I don't know. Tuka's a little aloof. So being captain is a little off there. But, you know. He's the creed of the office. So you don't want him in charge. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> Chuka thoughts oh man <laughs> meanwhile I kind of feel like Halox the, uh, is the Kevin of the office you also don't want him in charge I wouldn't say he's the Kevin of the office because Ke- Kevin is not at all competent okay he's the, Stan- he's the Stanley then <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and Stanley's a little, doesn't really care about his coworkers so much. Halak could be, let's think about this really quickly. Um, In any case, Krug is definitely the creed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. That That's fine. I'm thinking, you could say Stanley, but I, I don't know. Um, God, it's like, there are so many people he could be, but you know, he's more likable than them. You know what I mean? Like Angela. Yeah. Like, Angela's, like, very competent, but she's got a stick up her ass, and that's not Halak. And Jim is competent, too, and jokes around a little bit. That's not really Halak. You know, so I guess Stanley or Phyllis, they're both competent. I say Phyllis because she's at least likable. Well, no, I was thinking Andy. No! No, no Halak is competent. No, no, Brad's Andy. Well... All right. Well, this is a conversation. <laughs> Maybe we'll save this for next week. Okay. The, the, your point is taken. We'll we'll think about this a little bit more. It's fun to think of of our hockey players as characters on on famous TV shows. I think we should indulge in that. That's fine. But we'll, let's think about this a little bit more. Halak. No, he's a perfectly fine guy doing what he's doing. Don't give him too much responsibility, but all the responsibility that he needs. You know what I mean? It's fine to be a player who does their job and does it well. So, no on the alternate or captain captain for Halak. All right? That's what I say. Agreed. Sure. Happy he signed again. That's good. Yes. Happy he's happy here. That is fantastic. But doesn't need to have that thing thrust upon him. Keep him happy. And that, I think, does it with all of the potential captains on the 2019 to 2020 Bruins team. Yes. Yes. We did it. Okay. But w- next week, we should think about it for the office. That I think that's a great idea, Tim and Jeff. 
I mean, you both get credit for that. I, I did not have anything to do with that. I really want to do it with Scrubs too. And ooh, Parks and Rec would be fun. So all of these things. Tuca would definitely be April. Tuca would be April. That's all I'm saying. On, on Parks and Rec, oh yes. Tuca would be your April. All right. Do we have anything else? I think that's about it. So, uh, listeners, you've been uh, listening to Barely on Topic. Um, You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us, rate us a few stars, write a review, tell your friends. And also, you can follow us on Twitter at Barely on Topic. Or on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast. And then, of course, there's always our individual Twitter accounts. I, Jeff, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at Tukarask is AprilLudgate.com. Also known as FBA from RI. Perfect. Tim. <laughs> Stay inside. Wash your hands, please. <laughs>